Happy Easter, everyone, and welcome to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. We are so happy that you have chosen to spend some time with us this evening and on this special day in which we mark and remember and rejoice in the fact that we serve a God who not only came and died for us, but he rose again. I saw something recently that said that he, the mark of his humanity was that he was able to die. The mark of his divinity was that he rose again from the dead. And we get to participate in that. He is, as Paul said, the first fruits of that which is to come to us. And so welcome to our broadcast. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. You can find out more about us at newarkupc.info. You can submit prayer requests there, partner with us in giving, join a small group, all kinds of exciting things that are available to you there as we are in this season where we are not meeting on our physical campus, but instead are meeting on our digital campus. We do broadcast Tuesday through Sunday, every single night, except for Monday night. And so we welcome you to join us again. And uh, But today we are excited that it is Easter. We are excited that you have chosen to be a part of us tonight. And we have a special guest with us. And I am so excited to have none other than my good friend and colleague, Dr. James Little. Some of you may remember him from his time of actually serving our congregation as he assisted my father back when uh, I was a much younger man and uh, so was he. And, uh, and and since then, Jim and I have worked on a number of different projects and, and he has been back to Newark Times to preach. And Jim, welcome back to our new campus, our digital campus. This one's a little better on the commute though. Uh, it's a delight to be with you. I wish I could see everyone face to face, hug some necks and shake some hands, but it's great to know that God is faithful even in this uh, season. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we're excited tonight. If you did not see all of our announcements over the last couple of weeks, we are planning to at the end of our service here of our time together online, we're going to celebrate communion together. So if, if you were not aware of that, run into the kitchen, grab something that can uh, be used to symbolize the Lord's blood as we remember his shedding of his blood and also something that can symbolize his body as it was broken for us at Calvary. And we're going to celebrate communion together. It's an exciting time. And uh, we did this one year ago. And one year ago, it was a very different world. Uh, I think the pastoral team was beginning to think perhaps we were in for this longer Many of you probably were hoping we weren't. We had only been shut down on our physical campus a couple of weeks when Easter rolled around. But we now have made it one year, church, and God has been so faithful to us this year. He has kept us. He has secured us. And uh, this, if I count correctly, this is our 326th broadcast since COVID began. And so it's an honor to have Dr. Littles with us. And uh, so I'm going to step out. I'm going to give him the floor. And kind of if we were standing in our building, Jim, um, I'm simply going to say you're a friend. You have ministered to us. You know Newark. You are comfortable with us. And so we are looking forward to what you have to share. And so the pulpit is yours, so to speak. And uh, take us into a holy place. Lead us in, in consideration today of what we're celebrating. Thank you so much. Again, it is an honor to be with all of you. And uh, Sherry and I have tremendous memories of our time in Newark, uh, but way back in the 90s. Uh, and to recognize that God has been faithful from then till now and will continue to be faithful 
uh, even past the time that we're in this world and into the next. Greetings to all the folks that have issued uh, comments on the side welcoming me. Sorry I can't type back since I'm not on Facebook on the, another device. I truly enjoy Easter season, time of thinking of his resurrection, and tonight as we celebrate the meal, uh, this is like being around one big table. And anytime we are sharing the table, we share it with all of our brothers and sisters who have ever been to the master's table. Uh, some of us freely, and tonight there is no threat that someone will uh, knock on our door and haul us away, but recognize there are brothers and sisters in the world today who may have taken of the table uh, with one eye on each other at the table and another eye on the door, wondering if a secret police would come and take them away. The beauty is, is that our freedom, which comes from Christ alone. So as we think about the dinner tonight, uh, the Lord's table, uh, just think about maybe some of your own times around the table with uh, family and friends. All of us had different uh, traditions growing up around the table. Perhaps some of your table, everybody had assigned seating. Most families are that way. If you sit in the wrong seat, your siblings would get all over your case and you would not want to take dad's seat as well. Uh, all kinds of jokes around the table. Uh, perhaps even uh, most ruckus of times, throwing a piece of bread at someone else. I can remember a time when uh, my brothers and I must have been a little bit uh, angry towards one another. And my dad said, boys, let brotherly love continue. And one of my brothers uh, smarted off before his brain went in gear, said it, it never started. And that uh, earned him a bit of a slap from dad uh, that there was no brotherly love. Well, that's the kind of stuff that happens at the table. And Jesus does amazing things at dinner amazing things at dinner. As the provider, as the caregiver for all of his creation, starts us in Genesis 1:28, telling us that God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Uh, there's the mandate if anyone feels a need to go fishing. Over a fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. Every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. From the very beginning, God has faithfully provided for his people. This starts in the garden. God's about food. He's about uh, the fellowship that happens around food. I, the biblical world had no idea of fast food or a party of one. Uh, dining was a social event uh, because it's not good for a person to be alone, as we see with the word towards uh, Adam in the garden. In Genesis 9, after God recreates the world, uh, one of the first things he has to do, he has to do a little bit of food talk. God blessed Noah and his sons and told of them, gives them a similar command, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you will be on every beast of the field, every bird of the air, on all that move on the earth and all fish of the sea. There in your hand, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. Now, most of us uh, on this in this service tonight haven't been threatened with starvation. Uh, fortunately, we live in a country that has 
perhaps too much food, as you can see uh, a few extra pounds represented by my face, and even more so if you can see the expanded belt line, those kinds of things. We have plenty to eat, but the food which we have is a wondrous gift from God. So as we think of this Resurrection Sunday and we think of the pleasure of his gifts, we recognize very quickly that God is a wondrous provider, but he chooses to do something very special around the table. If we were to look in Revelation 19, we can catch up with the end of the story. So we're uh, literally looking at table talk from Genesis 1 to the end of the book of Revelation. Revelation 19, 6, this is John writing. He says, I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. Um, this is all uh, God's children gathered around the table at the same time. What a delightful sound that's going to be as you can hear the Civil War clanking on the China. No paper plates in heaven. Uh, the Civil War uh, clinking away on the China. A voice of great multitude is the sound of many waters and the sound of mighty thunderings. And around the table, we're going to be shouting out, oh, hallelujah, 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 for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come. His wife has made herself ready. For to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. With fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And then he said unto me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. When we think about Jesus' amazing work that he does at the table, starts with creation before there was any human sin, and it ends with the wonder of where all things are made new and fresh again. When Jesus was speaking on the Sermon on the Mount, he reminds us one more time that we live in a world which has contingencies, has uh, brokenness, and has fragile pieces. In Matthew chapter 6, however, he reorients us as sons and daughters, as his disciples. He says, therefore, don't you worry. Don't you worry about what you will eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. For these things the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father's knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We are called to seek first the kingdom, and because of that, he is the provider of all the things that we need. Now, perhaps this last year has left some uh, lingering anxieties and wonders, and what's the world going to be like? This one thing we can hold to this evening, brothers and sisters, on this resurrection day, is if we seek the kingdom first, this promise still holds regardless of the changing world and the dynamics in which we live. He is still the provider for his sons and daughters. So right now, before we go any further, I want to speak against any kind of fear that the world has, which has, has uh, attracted to us. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we resist every fear. We resist, we rebuke all anxiety because you are the wondrous provider of everything your sons and daughters need. We thank you even now to receive the peace that comes. Resurrection day, you spoke, peace be unto you. And we hear those words of peace right now, all fear, all anxiety, those things are washed away. 
In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right now, I pray that you feel some peace in your living room, in your kitchen, at your kitchen table, wherever you're participating at this Lord's Supper. In the biblical world, there was uh, no fast food. Chariots didn't have cup holders. Uh, Germans, when they make Volkswagens for America, they have to make sure that there are cup holders there. We as Americans, we don't want to be without uh, a coffee cup or the bag of fries or a hamburger close at hand. We like to eat on the road. Uh, in the biblical world, fast food was not a thing. It's because around the table, there was a reinforcement of identity and reality. You ate with the right people and you ate right foods. So even Jewish folk today, if you were to go into a uh, Jewish kitchen of observant Jews, you would see that they would have probably two refrigerators, two sinks, two dishwashers, two sets of everything because they would want to make sure that uh, the meat would never encounter the cheese because of the biblical mandate uh, that the meat would never be uh, marinated in its mother's milk. So the, the Jews, even to this day, are very careful about they, the way they, in which they handle food. Maybe you remember the Samaritan woman story where Jesus sends the disciples on what we might call the wild goose chase. He sends them away for dinner, sends them into a non-kosher town to find a kosher dinner. And the reason is, is because they would be shocked at what Jesus did at the well. Jesus speaking to the woman at the well said, ma'am, could I have a drink out of your cup? You see, Jesus breaks down every single barrier, every single wall that had been erected to separate good people from bad people, from those labels and categories, instead invites us to participate with him at dinner because Jesus does amazing things at the table. And the lady, of course, she was shocked. So don't you know who I am? Don't you know anything about me? And Jesus says, yeah, I do. And if we could just have a drink of water together, pretty soon you'll be asking the water from me from the well that never runs dry. The Old Testament meal boundaries extended into the New Testament day. And uh, Craig uh, Bloomberg wrote an excellent book for University Press in 2005 called Contagious Holiness. And that is the way in which Jesus set at meals and he redeemed through dinners. Zacchaeus might have climbed a tree, but he had no idea that he would invite Jesus into his home that evening. And when Jesus stepped across the threshold, Scripture tells us that salvation went into that place. When Jesus fed the 5,000, because of the location where they were, numbers of people that were there and called uh, the uh, Galilee of the Gentiles, odds are multitudes of those 5,000 would have been ritually unclean. But Jesus says, why don't you just have a seat? Because I'm going to feed you today. Jesus does amazing things around the table. This week, you've been thinking about redemption for losers, the way in which the master is redeeming us this Easter season. And the Lord's table conveys that in such a wondrous way. Now, the early church had to, uh, uh, ringing in their ears were some of the words of the crowds that uh, did not understand Jesus's table talk, just as if I burst into your private dining room uh, with your family and some of the jokes that are there, I wouldn't understand them. Luke chapter 7, 
kind of conveys that understanding uh, for the uh, early biblical church. Son of man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by all her children. Then one of the Pharisees asked uh, him to eat with him. He went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat, and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus was at the table uh, in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. You see, Jesus at dinner was not revolted by someone who had a sinner's reputation. Because when Jesus is at the table, everybody is welcome at the table. There are no locked doors. Tonight, as we celebrate the Lord's uh, Supper, where there's only one fence around the table, that only fence is, do you want to be closer to Jesus today than you were yesterday? Do you want to live out the resurrection in the rest of 2021? in a new way, in a new dimension? Do you want your eyes opened in a way that only he can do? If so, then you are welcome at the table. You see, Jesus does amazing things at the table. Part of what makes us human being is the power of tradition and symbols. Uh, folks who say they don't like tradition, that is their tradition. Uh, folks who make fun of other folks' tradition, uh, they are so entrenched in their own traditions, they can't value someone else's tradition. So perhaps the way I will be doing communion may be a little bit different than what you're used to. So, for instance, uh, my bread is the bread that we had on the table today, uh, some kind of Hawaiian roll. I just grabbed the uh, leftovers from dinner. Uh, Jesus took the bread from the table. In Acts chapter 20, we see that the early church met on the first day of the week. And it seems like for many years they would have communion on every Sunday because every Sunday was considered a little Easter. Uh, we don't have church at the weekend. Uh, we have church at the week beginning. Sunday is the first day of the week, isn't the last day of the week. For the Old Testament, the uh, Old Testament people had church on the Sabbath day, had their uh, synagogue on the Sabbath day, and we still practice some Sabbath rest perhaps, but the Sabbath day looked backward to creation, looked backward to coming out of Egypt land. But I am so thankful that tonight as we celebrate on this first day of the week, every Sunday being a little Easter, as we first celebrate on the first day of the week, we are looking forward with anticipation. What's God going to do tomorrow? How is he going to use you and your family tomorrow for his purposes and his design? What will Tuesday look like? I wonder what God chooses to do this coming Wednesday. I'm wondering the next time you go to the grocery store whose path you might cross. Someone whose heart is heavy, whose eyes are rimmed with red from tears from the previous night that the Spirit can nudge you a little bit and say, would you pray for them right now? Or maybe ask them, sir, ma'am, is there anything I can do for you? Because you see, the master is sending you and, and me into our world to be salt and light. And it's at the table where he feeds us for the journey. The early church was considered a people of the way, a people of the way. So as we celebrate on this resurrection day, the Lord's Supper, we're being fed for the journey because we don't understand all the things the master wants to do through us, his people, in the days to come. 
But as we look at Luke 22, we can see some uh, pieces of the meal. Luke 22, verse 19, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and break it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he also uh, took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. And verse 21 says, behold, the hand, my betrayer is with me on the table. From this passage, even these few verses, we see the wonder of his body, which is given, the bread representing his body. I use whatever bread's on the table. Seems like that's what the early church did. I think there are roughly 20 uh, kinds of grains in the world. Most of those grains can be made into some kind of bread. Uh, when I was in Japan, I found out they don't like the taste of wheat bread, so it's better to have rice cakes in Japan for uh, communion because it's the bread that's on the table. For many in the early church, they would have been very poor folks. So it would have probably been barley bread. Uh, one of the reasons I like to use leavened bread for the Lord's Supper is because I'm Pentecostal. And in the Old Testament, if you looked at the Pentecost bread, it was always leavened bread because it was a bread of celebration. The wheat harvest had begun and there was going to be a wonderful harvest. And God was going to supply and bless us in such a powerful way that we don't even have to harvest the corners of the field. We don't have to pick up anything that falls on the ground. There's abundant resources provided. He's going to provide it through us as people to care for the stranger and those who pass through. So tonight, as we partake of the Lord's table, we are partaking of his abundant blessings. And we are the first fruits looking forward to more around the table should the Lord tarry to 2022 and should you be back at your beautiful remodeled building and you share communion there. Uh, right now, I, I want to proclaim with you, there's gonna be some brand new brothers and sisters around the table in 2022. I wanna proclaim with you right now that some which may be absent from the table who have fallen away through bad choices or Shame has come their way and deflected them from the master's path. And maybe some of you have sons and daughters or brothers and sisters or moms and dad who are not faithful. And tonight the seat is empty at the table. And when I see an empty seat at the table, my eyes rim with tears. I proclaim right now, the coming year, some of those chairs are going to be refilled again. He's going to bring some more folk back home again. When we eat the dinner in 2022, should the Lord tarry another year, we're going to have more brothers and sisters around the table as we celebrate the amazing work that God does on our behalf because he feeds us at the table for absolutely everything we need for the journey which is ahead. Notice from this text also that the table always reveals a spiritual need. Some folks have said when Jesus ate with folks, he just accepted them as they were and made no requirements for change. That's not the case at all. When he had a meal with Zacchaeus in his home, Zacchaeus's life was transformed and changed. When he ate with them on the road to Emmaus after the road was done and after he had shared the word, when they broke the bread, uh, their eyes were opened. Every time the meal is had, 
spiritual revelation comes. So this evening, I don't know what spiritual revelation the Lord is wanting to bring to Newark UPC or to your home specifically. But right now, I believe as we partake of his body and partake of his cup, the Lord will reveal whatever he needs to do in us. So I'm wondering right now, would you join with me in a prayer of spiritual sensitivity? Lord, we surrender every thought, every imagination, we bring it down to you. Every high thing, we bring it down to you. We will not worship the idols of finances. We will not worship the idol of ableism. We will not worship at the idol of good health. We will only worship you alone. And you alone give us joy and hope and peace. So, Lord, this evening and in the weeks to come, speak to us, your sons and daughters. Speak to us in a way that we can hear you at the table and we can receive every good gift and perfect gift you choose to share with us, your sons and daughters. So right now, Lord, we humbly open our spirit. We will hear your voice even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray the presence of the Holy Spirit is so abundantly powerful where you are. When he ripped that veil, the Holy Spirit left the the, the temple made out of stones and covered with gold and silver. Some folks think that the second temple was perhaps one of the largest temples in the world at that time. But when the veil was ripped, his spirit went out. And on the day of Pentecost, we'll celebrate that in a few more weeks, the day of Pentecost, he dwelled in us and we are now that temple. So as we celebrate this evening, the bread and the cup, remember that the Lord wants to reveal to you some next steps, some next steps. They tell me that uh, uh, isotopes can be tested in my body. I find this absolutely amazing that isotopes could be uh, extracted from various parts of my body, parts of my teeth. When those teeth were growing, they could tell from the isotopic study of my teeth and my bones, they could tell uh, where I was when that part of my body was formed. I, I still find that hard to believe, and I'm amazed by science. I can't explain how it happens. They just tell me that isotopes can tell where I was, where I grew up. Uh, you, you could identify some parts of Illinois and parts of New York and parts of Delaware in my body at certain times. I want you to know that as we feast on the blessings of an almighty God, as we consume him more than our necessary food, his word being more vital to us, it goes down to every single level of our lives. Paul put it this way, whatsoever things are good and pure and holy and true, think on these things. Uh, modern neuroscience is trying to catch up with Paul. Our mind is reordered as we think on his goodness and on his ways. Judas's heart was revealed. The next verse, Peter's heart was revealed. Jesus said, Peter, I'm going to be praying for you because the temptation is going to come your way. You're going to have to stand strong. You're going to have to stand strong. And I, I'm going to pray that you are maintained through this. So even this night, the Lord knows what y'all face uh, next week and next month, knows what Newark UPC will face the rest of 2021. 
But tonight at the master's table, he will provide the steps moving forward. And what a delight to know that we are able to do so. Two elements in the Lord's meal. One is the bread and one is the cup. Jesus is saying that the bread is done in remembrance of him. There are four acts to the bread. Jesus received it. Jesus blessed it. Jesus broke it. And then Jesus shared it. This is for remembering him. Now, remembering in the biblical sense is not just having something in your mind. Instead, it's remembering Jesus' death. It's a recognized presence now. Okay, remembering. I remember he died. There was a Good Friday and the first Easter. But I'm recognizing he is present right now. Distribute all over Newcastle County right now are sons and daughters of an almighty God joined together for his purposes and design. His presence is absolutely there. And thirdly, remembering his presence. And thirdly, it's anticipating thy kingdom come, thy will be done until it's complete. So as we partake of his body, which was broken for us, we recognize the wonderful way in which we can remember, bring yesterday, he is present, and we anticipate his kingdom coming and his will being done. I would like to mention right now in 1 Peter uh, chapter number 2 is a, is a passage we frequently remember uh, on Good Friday. By his stripes we are healed. Most of my life that passage has been reference to physical healing. But as you read through that chapter, uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3 of 1 Peter, you'll find out that Peter was not talking about physical healing. He was talking about the world in which we live. It's a debilitating world. Uh, shattered by sin, the anger and the horror and the pain that's there. And Jesus says that he bore stripes for us. He experienced that pain that we experience. And by his stripes, we can receive spiritual healing and emotional healing. In First uh, Peter 2 and 3, he gives five case studies. One is under the evil empire. The second case study is slaves who even serve evil masters. The third case study is women whose husbands were not right with God. Fourth case study is husbands needing to change their misogynist views and, and be more attentive to their spouses so their prayers can be answered. And the fifth one, strangely, the fifth case study is church uh, tensions and struggles. So regardless of where your pain may have come from, it could be from governments. It could be from racism in our world today. It be, could be all kinds of pain and difficulty that have come your way. I want you to know right now there is healing in the name of Jesus. As you pick up the piece of bread right now in your hand, I pray right now that by his stripes you receive healing. It's by his stripes you were healed right now. Emotional pain spiritual pain. In the name of Jesus, I pray we receive a healing touch by your stripes right now. Every home, uh, every apartment, maybe someone is watching in a car because that's where they live now. Maybe somebody's dialing in on a phone under a bridge. They're homeless. Wherever your saints are, oh Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, let there be spiritual and emotional healing. It can only come because your body was broken for us. Would you just receive it right now? 
Would you receive a healing right now in the name of Jesus? I, I don't know what that need is, but the master knows. And as we sit at his table, oh, there's some nudging going on. There's some joking with one another of being together with family at dinner time. Uh, but would you just receive a healing from our heavenly father? Because when he gathers his sons and daughters around the table, it's his desire that he touch you and bless you in a way that you could not be blessed in any other way. We're going to put it all in his hand. We're going to receive his blessings. We're open to seasons of breaking for one reason, that we can be shared with the world. Lord Jesus, we put all in your hand. We put all in your hand. We receive your blessings right now. Just as we bless this bread and give thanks for this bread, we receive your blessings even now. I pray for blessing on marriages. I pray for blessing on children. I pray for blessings on single folk, whether they've never been married or they're divorced or they're uh, in widowhood or maybe a separation. I pray a blessing on those situations, a healing touch. I pray a blessing on every ministry represented here. I pray an explosion of spiritual giftings in Newark UPC in the coming months. I pray a blessing on those things. We receive it now as your sons and daughters. Lord, I pray sustaining strength through breaking seasons in the coming weeks and months that you hold us in your hand and we never go through a breaking except we are in your hand. And finally, Lord, we pray, would you share us with the world? Would you let us be salt and light in a world that is becoming more and more uptight and more and more angry and more and more fractured? Would you share us as salt and light? We pray that now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, brothers and sisters, even now, you are blessed by an almighty God because he does amazing things, amazing things at his table. <laughs> amazing things at his table. The other was the cup. The cup, it says, is the covenant of the New Testament. The new covenant is in his blood, which was shed for you. So the bread speaks of the way we remember and we anticipate. The cup speaks of the way that it's empowered. My memories, my understanding of the word, my delight in his word, my anticipation of tomorrow is not near enough. It's only by his blood, which was shed for you and for me. The power of the new covenant. His covenant cannot be broken. There's no one that can invalidate the promise that he makes through us as people in this last hour. And through us, every family of the earth is to be blessed. Remember that Jesus tipped over the tables during Passion Week. He flipped over the tables. He says, my house will be known as the house of prayer of all nations. The next verse is very fascinating to me. That's when the blind could come in. That's when the cripples, the handicapped could make their way. The place uh, vacated by the money changers made space for the blind, made space for the handicapped. And then the children began to worship. And Jesus said that worship will be perfected, will be perfected of the children. So brothers and sisters, this, was, this Easter season, this Passion Week, we tip over our desires and we receive the work of the cup that his kingdom come and his will be done in a very new way. So would you hold up the elements now if you're joining together with family around your table, just hold up your elements together. 
Lord, we receive abundantly of these blessings right now. We receive abundantly of your body, which was broken for us. We remember it and we acknowledge you are present with us right now, even though we're dispersed around the country. And Lord, we receive the wonder in which your kingdom comes and your will will be done. And Lord, we receive your blood, which is shed for us. We thank you even now in the precious name of Jesus that your blood will never, ever lose its power. It's redeeming the whole world even now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now let's take of the bread and in remembrance of what he has done for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We remember now. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I'm not worthy to be at your table. Oh, my brothers and sisters with whom I dine even right now, we are not worthy at the table, but you've invited us near. And if there's any sin in us, you reveal it to us. Spiritual awareness, because your nearness always brings an awareness of what you want to change in us. Change us, mold us, make us in your purposes and in your plan. In Jesus' name I pray. As we receive a sip of the cup, representative of his new, the blood of the new covenant, the power which brings to pass his will and his plan. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are empowering your people right now. You're blessing us with spiritual strength and wisdom and power so that your will can be done. Lord, I don't understand how you're going to bring to pass transformation of a whole world, but you've begun it in us, and we surrender ourselves to you even now. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When Zacchaeus came to your table, Lord, he wasn't an inch taller than he was before. As we come to your table, we may still have some financial challenges. We may still have some physical ailments. Lord, these things, we surrender them all at your table. We know that there is purpose and design for every single one of us. I pray for the elders right now. Lord Jesus, that they recognize that you have a purpose and a plan for them in their senior years. This is not a season to just hold on. I pray right now for someone that's suffering, perhaps someone in their family has suffered with Alzheimer's, struggling with that situation of dementia. Recognize even now, it's not so vital that they, the elder can remember who you are, but that you remember us. And when you remember us, we are never lost from your hand. We receive it right now in the name of Jesus. We receive it in the name of Jesus. I pray for our children, our teenagers. I pray for strength and wisdom protection. I pray, Lord God, for a curiosity for things of the spirit, hunger for, hunger for your ways and your purposes and your design. I pray that our children never be robbed of a curious spirit. That there always be something in them uh, created by your will and your purposes to discover your ways and your plan. I pray a blessing on them even now. I pray a blessing of energy and strength in the spiritual places. In your name, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Pray a blessing on young families as they're raising children. Pray a blessing on families where perhaps the children are now young adults. Lord, use, use every person's family life, whether it's considered the model one with a white picket fence or the breaks and fissures are more visible than in other families, perhaps. Well, Lord, we put it all in your hand right now. in This Easter season, we feel a resurrection. We feel life and hope because you are abiding here with us. And the blood of your covenant brings it all to pass. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, earlier felt moved to pray for the empty chairs. Right now, Lord, would you give us the courage and the wisdom to know how to speak of those who have drifted from you. Let love and mercy surround us, even if we have been harmed by them or if we have harmed them. Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom and know how to bridge the gap and know how to speak the word of hope or perhaps just show an act of love and mercy. We ask it even now. Lord, in our world that is so fractured and broken and so much fighting and anger going on in the streets, even riots in many places. Right now, Lord Jesus, would you pray? Would you help us, your people, who are recipients of the Prince of Peace, would you let that peace so be in us that we have the resources to share that peace with the world? We receive it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Finally, Lord, would you help us to remember one more time, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our supreme desire. That's our supreme longing. I want it more than anything else. I want your kingdom to come to this earth even now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Brothers and sisters, we've been welcomed at Jesus' table. He does amazing things around dinner. He brings us together as one people. He cleanses us. I know that if there's anything in you which was displeasing to the master, he revealed that to you even while we're taking of his table. We don't get right so we can come to the table, but we come to the table and he transforms us and makes us right before him. So thankful that he cleans us at the table. He calls us to repentant lives and to walk in that. And he calls us to rejoice while we're at the table. What a delight it is to rejoice with you tonight. In conclusion, I want to I want to encourage you to take the Lord's Supper, the bread and, and the cup as a reminder that he wants to live us to live in fellowship with him every single day. Not just fellowship with him, but fellowship with those around us. Share a meal with someone this week. Share a cup of coffee with someone this week. Let them know how much you have been blessed by the master and that they can be blessed as well. We are a tremendously blessed people because Jesus does amazing things at dinner. Thank you for letting me share the meal with you this night at Newark UPC. It's been what a delight and honor, and his presence is here with me even as he's been there with you.
Thank you, Dr. Littles. And of course, folks, this week is the start of our small groups. And so what a great place to, in fact, share that community as we've been called to. And uh, we start Tuesday night, Thursday night. If you're not already a part of a small group, we encourage you to do so. Talking about the provision, uh, Jim mentioned how much God provides for us. And think of all that he provided before this COVID season things that he laid in place that we didn't even realize. And only through this time of stress and time of testing have we come to realize, wow, our father is a good father. He knows how to see ahead, how to prepare. And, uh, and small groups is one of those things that he has so prepared for us. And so we encourage you after the couple of weeks that we've had off here at the end of the last quarter, that now as we start again in on our second quarter, join us. If you're new to us, Again, check out our website at newarkupc.info. All of the information you need is there. And uh, remember that the same login for small groups, for every group, doesn't matter when you're meeting, it's the same login. It is new from last quarter, and so you can find that at the website. Jim, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Uh, if this is your first time to be with uh, Dr. Littles in a communion service, you understand now why we invited him. The Lord uses his uniqueness and his giftedness in such a special way. And uh, it just shines very brightly in communion services. And so, again, Jim, thanks for being with us. Thanks for sharing your giftings to the body. And uh, we will look forward to you returning back to our physical campus. And uh, we're all looking forward to coming back to our physical campus. Sure. <laughs> if we were to go there now, um, we would be back in the ancient days where uh, we had church by standing where there are no seats and it would be echoey like a basilica would have been uh, for there is no carpet. Um, but the Lord is doing a good work and, and uh, things are moving along with that. And so to all of you that have joined us tonight, thank you. Thank you for coming together as a community and celebrating what the Lord has done. We're really not celebrating us. We're celebrating him. We're celebrating what he has done. But isn't it such a beautiful thing that so much of what he has done he has done for us. His love and his care is for us. And we're thankful for that. We give him thanks. And so we also are thankful that you're a part of us. You make us who we are. And uh, so again, we uh, will, tomorrow is a day of Sabbath. And so rest. And then we will uh, again, begin broadcasting actually our second part uh, surrounding Easter, where we talk about how the losers we examined on the first part of this uh, series this past week, how God has actually got a plan of redemption for us. And that makes me feel good, Jim, because every once in a while, I, um, I'm i a loser. I, I don't quite have it together. I, I, I bungle things. I, I mess everything up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a loser. And uh, But that doesn't take me away from the table, and it also doesn't take me away from the master. In fact, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. If you'll allow me to substitute another word there, that which is a loser, I came to seek and save that. And, uh, and so I'm thankful for that. And so join us this week, starting Tuesday night all the way through uh, Saturday, and we're going to examine that. Thank you so much for being a part of our Easter Sunday broadcast. I pray that your day already has been blessed that you've enjoyed all that you have done, perhaps with family. I hope that you've continued to be safe. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Things are coming to a close. We are making progress, and uh, we want to make it there safely. I don't want to miss any of you at the seats because 
of death. And so continue to be careful, continue to be wise, and we will join back together. It will not be as long. We've made it this far. The Lord will continue to sustain us the rest of the way. But God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Happy Easter, everyone. The Lord is truly risen. God bless you and good night. Yeah, God bless.